Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Footy talk back again, Journo's edition. Brent Reed from the Daily Telegraph. What do we got? The Bears are back, baby. Are they? Uh, Maybe. Shammy's happy about that uh, from the Sydney Morning Herald. Shammy, Michael Chamis. Josh, just is he back? I don't know. Depends who you listen to. We're back. Here we go. Footy talk. Great to see Brent Reed, Michael Chamis. Reedy, how was your weekend, mate? It was pretty good. A lot yep. of beach time, a bit oh, of family nice. time. Yeah. Played a bit of golf, actually. Golf wasn't so good. But the the weekends are running good. out, aren't they? They are running out, Before yeah. they're just, just ruined by footy. one to go. Oh, dear. And, Jamie, you played a bit of cricket. I did, mate. Good decision, 40 degrees. What are you, batter, bowler? Are you a bit of rounder, mate, yeah. Oh, really? How'd yeah, you go? Yeah. Ah, look, we lost. I'm glad we lost the last game. Oh, how did you go? That was the question. It was all right. A couple of 20s. 20s. Wow. Three or four wickets. I, say, I took a screamer of a catch. Oh, Honestly, I suspect your definition of a screamer. No, no, no. It is the greatest screamer. catch I've ever taken in my life. And wow. and the people at the ground said it's one of the greatest catches they've ever seen, uh-huh. including on television. But this is the problem. I was running backwards over my head, left-handed running backwards, and I've taken this catch John one Dyson. hand. Paul Guess what? what? No ball. Oh. <laughs> I was fuming. Unlucky. I was fuming. So, Chammy, I had you for an O'Shane Thomas type cricket. I don't know if you saw him from the Windies. He (laughs) got absolutely carted everywhere, didn't bowl too well. Uh, Only bowled four overs, in fact, even though he's a front row bowler and he's a number 11 and he dropped the biggest sitter of all time. I had you pictured (laughs) it as that. I I did lose the game for our team, though. We needed 21 off like nine balls. I did two sixes, got it to eight off four. Uh, then tried to flick one off my pads, hit the pad and bowled me. <laughs> I was filthy. Game Unlucky. Over. But Look, uh, happy we lost in the end because it was 40 degrees and I couldn't play another game. Can I say I'm tipping the stand? It wasn't that high. No, it wasn't, not, wasn't that high. There was a lot of fruit being bowled anyway. Anyway, let's talk some footy, shall we? And Chammy, you ticked off at the fact that this is at the top of the rundown, <laughs> but too bad, pal. You got outvoted two to one. North Sydney Bears back in the headlines again. Uh, PVL's done an interview with uh, Buzz Rothfield uh, ahead of the season. It was a pretty interesting read. No, it was yeah. a good read. It was, it was a good read. read. Um, Brent, what what do you make of all of this? Is there actual hope for North Sydney, long-suffering North Sydney fans? Yeah. I thought there was a bit of mustard on the comment from PVL that there's 200,000 paid-up members of the, the Bears. Yeah, I think that's a leagues club rather than the footy club. Yeah. Um, look, I think there's hope. I don't think there's hope this time around because I think P&G are quite clearly the leading contenders. And there's no, as I understand, there's no talks between the Bears and PNG to form a joint venture. But I think there's hope down the track. If we go to 20 teams in whatever year it is, 2028, 2029, 2030. Which is going to happen. Which will happen, I think, yeah. the way Peter's talking, other people within the game are talking. I think there's genuine hope for the North Sydney Bears as part of a merged entity with someone else. Now, I don't think it'll be Perth because Perth are talking to the Jets. Maybe Pacifica, maybe the Pacifica Bears. I know there's some interest bet- between North Sydney and Pacifica about a joint venture. Where mm. it'll be based, that's the issue. Same with PNG. I mean, you- Well, they'll be in Cairns. They'll be in Cairns, but yeah. you look at PNG in the last month or, or six weeks, there's civil unrest there. Yeah, there's all yeah. kinds of things going on up there. So I don't know how you plonk a, a footy team in the middle of that and badge at PNG and, and train out of Cairns and everything like that. My personal feeling is if you are going to call it something, it needs to be based and playing out of the location that you are calling it. Yeah. Now, I don't mind if they call it the Pacifica Bears, but you can't have the team train in Sydney and then play – in various ports around. I, I can't, cannot see how that happens, Jamie. Could you base a Pacific team out of Auckland, though? I, 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 I think you go Wellington. Si- I think you go Wellington. Yeah. 
Could you and do they that? play two games here at North because Sydney Because essentially Oval. they haven't got the infrastructure in Tonga and Samoa to play a regular yeah. NRL team there. They do have it in, in Wellington and they have the population yeah. as well. Like they have a lot of people who are from Tongan and Samoan heritage. So they can pull it off in Wellington. To me, that's that's the logical yeah. answer to our Pacific team. But then do you isolate yourself from the New Zealand market as well by branding yourself a, a Pacific team? So. Mm. Yeah, it's a tough one for the NRL. They definitely are keen on going to 20 teams in the next, you know, but around 20, 30, around that period. So, yeah. I, when I, that happens, the Bears are a hope. They're a good hope, I think. Mm. Just, yeah, but not, they, not based in North Sydney, though. The, they'll, they'll just be by name. Uh, they'll play yeah. a couple of games there. And the NRL, NRL is well aware of that latent supporter base. You know, there's North Sydney Bears fans everywhere. I mean, I was driving the shops yesterday and I drove, drove past a mate of mine. Long-suffering North Sydney Bears fan. He said, yeah. we're back, we're back. I said, bud, <laughs> relax. Just chill a bit. What's the obsession with North Sydney Oval? Like, it is, a, is the worst <laughs> ground to watch footy at. It it's is the terrible. worst. I have memories of there, like a five-year-old watching it with my yeah. dad, trying to work out who was actually playing, let alone what was going on. And like a, a one-metre 20 yeah, freaking in, in goal line yeah, and all that. But we're, one or two games a year there wouldn't hurt. Well, but that's the thing, though. Do you really need to do that? I know it's like spiritual and everything yeah. to take it back to North Sydney, but they're coming to Sydney to play games. Yeah, if they're right. If they're the perfect bears or where, the Brisbane where's bears. Where's the romantic in you? Where's the romantic in you? The, uh, the good old days, mate. The bears at North Sydney Oval. He just said it. Jamie just said it. It's two games. They weren't good old days. <laughs> it was a take hopeless the, place to watch footy. rolling down the hill if the crowd was bad enough. <laughs> take the dud teams there. That's fine. What, just play North Queensland there. Because it's got a nice tree. Yes. Is that why you want to take yes. it there? <laughs> it's a great tree. <laughs> you it can't call yourself Bayfield. the bears and not play a game. Once one. Year, once. One. Maybe once. one pre-season game, one yeah, regular I'll give you a pre-season game. Not the pre-season game, the cricket pitch. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of the romance of playing oh, yeah. lost in the yeah. Oval. Romance. I can't wait till you start writing stories about how the player safety and someone's yeah. going to die. Nick. Someone's going to die. Yeah, I'll tell you, if it's 2030, hopefully I'm long gone and retired by then. <laughs> you won't be, unfortunately <laughs> for you. doing this podcast. Yeah, sadly. Is South East Queensland at capacity? Because there was talk, even after the Dolphins came in, that that might be an area. Does, does it become the... Brisbane Bears, it's a pretty easy thing to well, roll if there's, the if there's three teams left, mm-hmm. if there's three teams to get to your 20, I think the Pacific, Perth, Brisbane, another Brisbane team, and an Auckland team. They're your four. It's got to be three of those four. And PNG. Or are you yeah. brushing them? No, sorry, PNG team is part yeah, Pacific team. Oh, so you're saying PNG and a Pacific team? Yes. Okay. Here's one well, we for know PNG is going to be one. Yeah. Here's one for you. What do you got? You know, we're going the Vegas and all that, or you guys are, the game's going to Vegas, but California, 40 million people. You know what the uh, the, the logo, like the thing of California is? What the bear. Got? It's a bear. It is. You want to say North Sydney. The LA Ca- Bears. The, the Cali the Bears. The LA Bears. I'd love to cover the home games. I don't think like, maybe not LA, but the, you're talking about an area that you could base the Pacific team out of? Yeah. What about Hawaii? Yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Come on, boys. Yeah. Seriously. This what about is, Hawaii? This conversation's gone completely they've got, off the they've rails. Got a, they've got a college football stadium there they use. It's the only thing really in Hawaii that gets played their sport in terms of major sport, college football. So you want an expansion team in Hawaii? <laughs> you play – I'm Can just throwing that? ideas Can out there. Write, no, I don't How about the, We're spitballing. You the, enter America, hypothetically. <laughs> the Kentucky Bears. We go yeah, Hawaii, bears Tahiti, Bali, the Bali Bears. The Bali no, bears, no though, trouble really. out there <laughs> at all with rugby league, <laughs> at all. No, uh, it's stretching it a bit, but yes. I, I just don't know where it. Here's the thing: we've kicked it around for five, ten minutes. Yeah. We've got no idea really as a, a standout candidate to host this team. I don't where, think anyone wants the mate. Without being disrespectful, there are very few people in the game with the appetite for the PNG to be the next team. 
but it seems like it's going to happen. I think Peter Volandi's and the, the government and the financial benefit of it is going to make it impossible for the NRL to say no to. Which is crazy. Is it the right idea? I don't think it is. Yeah. But it's, it looks like it's going to happen. Because it, are you at the whim of a change of government then? So the Albanese government uh, is… You'd have to have something. Is there anything… Some Is there anything as security with the government in yeah. terms of guarantees? They don't no. do it if they get a long-term deal. Yeah. And I think that's the plan. They'll get bipartisan support for it, a long-term deal, a What's lot of money. Really? What, ten, 10 years? But even still, what happens after the 10 years? We're going to end up, pack up, see you later. Well, everyone who made the decision will be gone by then. So it won't matter, will it? <laughs> and you won't be working. I'm, I'm sure PVL and Andrew won't be the uh, chair and CEO in a decade's time. Uh, so, but that's, not the, that's not a reason to make decisions. <laughs> not sure if PVL's gone by then. <laughs> just go like that. He likes what he does. See you, boys. He likes what he does. Give him a call, Chami. Are you gonna, look, how, look how much the Dolphins struggled to get players. To live in southeast Queensland. Mm. Well, I'd argue they haven't. Have they really? Had, they've had a pretty. They've got a pretty decent squad. They picked up a lot of guys out of they've, Melbourne. Their second year recruitment's been, this been year. pretty good. Yeah. So I don't like, and they're on a really short time span. They couldn't get a market. The next team will get a much longer time span. You would think Have to be to get. They'll get two or three years. So yeah. There's more. There'll be more players at their disposal. More players they can chase. It will be easier. Last one on this. We haven't mentioned one area where the the Bears were apparently headed for decades. After they went, mm. at Central Coast. So you got a stadium right there with palm trees, right there, yeah, yeah. our north of Sydney. I don't think that's in their plan. No. I don't think the because there's no growth there. Is that the no. problem? I just think they because they've got rugby league fans there already. They don't need to, to Sydney. Take it it's yeah. too close to Sydney. They want to go into areas that they just haven't been able to to land a foot in at the moment. And I think Central Coast doesn't tick that box for them. Tough. No, I think, and I wonder whether the financial supports there. In a mm. community like the Central Coast, it's so close to Newcastle as well. You know, I don't, it's not realistic. Yeah, they got one on professional, radar. one professional team, the Mariners, and they, you know, they have to work real hard. Yeah. They're going good sponsors. now these days. They're good, they? but yeah. uh, I'm talking commercial support. Yeah. It's 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 a they're always pushing up a hill yeah. to try and get commercial support in. So I just feel for because it is a rugby league area. Like yeah. you've yeah. got fans there, but they've they've already taken with with other teams. Northern Eagles, that was just a bastardized case. Um, yeah. they, like, that just didn't work. But I mean, Singer, does he come out of the woods somewhere and, <laughs> and do something late in life? The NRL should be ringing Twiggy Forest. He's just signed oh, yeah. on as a made well, it will be major sponsor of that Dragons in twenty twenty five, Squadron Energy. Surely there's a phone call to him saying, mate, what's your mm. interest in rugby league and yeah. what do we do moving or forward? Or Gina Reinhardt. She's got plenty. Mm. Either one. She likes supporting the Olympians. She does, yeah. Gina. We need rugby league in the Olympics. Oh, don't start. Can we get that? In Hawaii. <laughs> How good would that be? In Hawaii. Let's go to Paris and cover rugby league. Cricket's in for LA. Shane Richardson. <laughs> conflict in rugby league. Is there conflict in rugby league, Michael <laughs> Chamis? What's going on here with Richo and oh, some deals upset, being done with this players? This has upset the Tigers fans. They've, they've come out of the woodwork. Great uh, to see the Tigers on the rundown for the first time in a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We were due to talk about them. Well, last week I made a phone call to Shane Richardson because I, I'd been given a, a heads up from a number of people that a rival publication had been making phone calls around a potential conflict of interest. Ready? Was that you? No, it was Buzz. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was trying to be... A bit more discreet, but that's okay. He, he was basically he was trying to shaft buzz. That's that's what that's where this story emanated from. <laughs> Who was trying to shaft buzz? Jammy was. Jammy he was <laughs> trying to dud buzz because he knew buzz. He he found out buzz was chasing the story, yeah. and he thought I got a call saying why is this buzz ringing around this. I can get it early in this bloke and re really stick it up him. So that's how it's. Be honest. No, that's how it started. It's a good story that you need to try and find out information. It's not about beating other people. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. definitely about beating yes, other it is. people. Yeah. You want to be first with it? Okay, yeah. so, so that's what, that, that was how I found out about potential yeah. conflict of interest. So I started making phone calls to figure out what was going on. Uh, it's not my fault Buzz was still pick making on, phone calls. Pick on the, the veteran who's just 
getting the cogs going again after a bit of a holiday and everything. Yeah, that's right. right. He's been away for two months. That's yeah. why I've he was had, coming back I had to the bang quick. and you've just gone boom. I had to move quick. And I probably exploited the fact that he and Shane Richardson don't get along. And I rang Shane Richardson to say, this is what I've been able to find out. And the only reason I have found out is because I've heard that a rival publication is onto it. Mm. A lot of the Tigers fans were up me saying this is not a story. Shane Richardson and Barry O'Farrell recognised the fact that this needed to be addressed because Shane Richardson was more than willing to answer the questions because he knew what was going to happen if he didn't answer the questions. Mm. His old mate Buzz was going to go to town, which he has since anyway. Just reiterate the story quickly before you go into how it all panned so, out. The co- conflict of interest is there's a number of issues. The first one is the signing of a young kid named Solomona Fatape, mm. Brisbane East, Queensland Cup, scored a lot of tries last year, leading try scorer. He's a client of Rich Digital, which is owned by Shane Richardson. But it's, it's, it's like and his a, son, Brent. And his son, Brent. It's a consultancy yeah. com- com- company that does a lot of work with businesses, but they also have a, an agency component to the business. Now, Shane Richardson is not an accredited agent. Mm-hmm. His son, Brent, is an accredited agent. Mm-hmm. So I found out this first signing that Shane Richardson had made at the club was Solomona Fatape, his son's client, which was owned by the company that Richardson and this was only after, apparently, they said no to the same player last well, year. Well, that's what I asked Shane Richardson. I said to him, what happened in this situation? He said to me that there was a clip sent to the club, didn't say, huh. I, think, I think he suggested his son had sent the clip, to the club and that it didn't get to Benji Marshall. And mm. I quoted Shane Richardson saying this. Yep. And then when he showed Benji the clip, the Benji had said, when he you know, started the CEO a few months later, Benji said, we have to have this kid. And they signed him to the last development squad, development spot, right? Now, Buzz has come out and said, this is not true. Actually, Benji did see the video and it was passed on to Benji and he didn't want the kid and he wanted experience. Now, that's one area where you can turn around and say, is there a potential conflict of interest? Was it disclosed to the board, declared? Yes, it was. But then you have a player agent sitting back saying, how's this fair? Well, am I going to go sign Blake Solly or Jim Sarantinos as a shareholder to my company to help (laughs) me get business? And the other part of this is the player managers are, are disappointed because it gives him un- his company an unfair advantage in recruiting kids. It turns out if you've got a decision between Rich Digital and someone else, okay, I might go with a guy who's a CEO of a company, CEO of a, a football club. That might help my chances. See, all it does for me, Rudy, mm. in the, the wide scheme of things, is put enormous pressure on the kid Solomon signed. That If he doesn't aim up, he's Richo's kid that kind of stuffed up and he only got a deal because of the link rather than – his own and what you're saying, Chammy, the, the guy actually probably does deserve a crack at NRL level if he's scoring a stack of tries in it's competition a development like contract. Yeah. So it's, I mean it's a difficult one for me, Adam, because Richo's a good mate of mine. Yep. I've known him a long time. No mates in this business, um, Rudy. And I'm not going to sit here and bag him because as I said, he's a mate of mine. So I understand why the story is being written. Yeah. I understand the the concerns some people may have with it. I don't think it puts pressure on the kid. No one knows who the kid is. Yeah. If he walked past us. Tomorrow, I'd have no idea who he was. He won't play first grade. He's going to be playing lower grades because how old is he? I think he's like 22, Yeah, he's only a young bloke. So he's on a development deal. Why wouldn't he play first grade? Well, because there's blokes ahead of him in the pecking order there. It's not like it's not exactly they're stocked for outside backs. He's 22, 23. It's not like he's 16. Well, he's not a walk-up star for first grade. Yeah. They've got Junior Tupo, Staff He's not that, but he could end up playing. Well, he might get a run at some point. It's not a good look. Well, as I said, I understand why it's being written. Mm. I haven't spoken to Richo about it. I'll probably give him a ring today and have a chat to him. But I'm not I'm not going to bag the bloke, as I said, because he's a mate of mine. 
And I've got a conflict of interest where it's concerned because he is made of. Everyone's I'm got not a conflict. Turn around of interest. And bag him. He's but got this, a conflict of interest. He's guy, on the Tigers' board. But I understand it's. I understand why it's being written. The game's riddled with conflicts. We know that. Yeah, I mean, the game's yeah. riddled with them. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah, we were speaking about it last week about yeah. conflicts in the media. I, I, I don't think Shane Richardson has done, like he's declared it. I don't think he's up to anything untoward. Mm. But the reality is, it's not a good look. And now he's appointed this six month term that he's been appointed to. He's been appointed as an employee of, of Rich Digital. Like they've employed him as Rich Digital, Shane Richardson to come in as CEO. But if he takes over as full time well, well, CEO, he which will. he will, yeah, of the Tigers, he will be CEO. He'll take up there. He'll take those. So he'll have to How leave. How does he remain? How does he no, remain? He can't. He, he can't. And it's, it's not only this player I'm talking yeah. about. But do, do you really think he has to what sell his shares in the company it's to not stay a good as look. a CEO? It's, yeah, it's not a good look, Reedy. I don't know. What's how is it a good look? Okay, say it's somebody else then. Can you go hire a CEO right now to be a shareholder in another agency, in a player agency? I know it's his son. I'm not saying he's doing anything wrong. It's just not a good look. And the other part of this, it's not just the kid that he signed. Well, give me an example. He signed his business as a consultancy to the West Tigers as well. Yeah, but his business consults to a lot of footy teams. I understand. Teams. They're not the only football team. But he's a shareholder in that business. So he's making money out, Sydney, of the ti- out of the Tigers. Well, Richo was a consultant at South Sydney as well up until, until last year. So even though he'd left But he there, was a CEO last year. But he, but he was still involved with the footy club. As a consultant. As a consultant. But he wasn't company, getting paid by the And his South company was involved Rabbitohs. with South Sydney. He was. He wasn't getting paid by the South Sydney Rabbitohs to be an employee and a consultant, which is what's going to happen. No, he was, he was employed as a consultant, which is That's basically right. an employee. But if he's CEO of, South, of West Tigers well, right the, now, I understand getting, the role's more significant. earning money from the West it's Tigers. More significant, it was earning money at South. It's a more significant role at the West Tigers, a more influential role at the West Tigers. I understand that. Mm. But it's not the first job he's had in rugby league, rugby league where he's juggled the two roles. He juggled it himself. There are, peop- there are people in the NRL who think it, it, it doesn't quite add up, that it's not a good Well, look. then they should investigate it. Why don't they, if, they're, if they're worried about it, look into it. What's the integrity unit doing? Well, Sitting knows? on their hands? <laughs> They've had a quiet summer. They've got nothing to do. They've got nothing to There's do. no it's, drama. They're at the beach. Yeah, no, I don't, I, everyone's sitting back, and I know the Tigers fans, and I think Shane Richardson's the right man for the job. I'm not bagging him. I'm not saying he should be removed as CEO. It just doesn't look good. Mm. And I'm with him. You with me? I'm with you. Because it's, you can't. It's like you, you can't be both. There you can't be, have both. You can't. You can't have your cake and eat as no, well. You, it's Why a bit not? like the Michael Maguire thing <laughs> with, okay, different scenario, but that mm. in the end fell down, did it not? Michael Maguire, New South Wales, New Zealand, because he had – a decision to make, yeah. which was in direct conflict with the That's two right. jobs but that he Richo's had. But Richo's declaring his interest in the company. So what if when you they, declare when it, they make a decision, Like when they make a decision, uh, he declares it, leaves the room, leaves them to make the call on it. He's the CEO. Well, well, I understand that. Come on, Reedy. CEO. But, but if his hands, if his yeah. arms, arm's length on it. Hey, just put it in. It's are just you, not a good look. Okay. Can't you I, put it in a family member's I'm not name anyway? Kick him out of the game. <laughs> no, exactly. he, he's great for the West Tigers. He'll be. Good. What's it? What? I'll tell you what. He sells his share in the company. His son still runs the I company. Know. His I son's know. still at least then he can stay on at arm's length. Oh, wow. New shareholder in that company, Sean Richardson. <laughs> I thought, when I, when <laughs> great I heard bloke. His, when I heard his son Brent was shareholder uh, in business with him, I thought it was you. Getting I close well, to you. Can I tell you a story about that? Yes. Remember when they moved to uh, ANZ Stadium? Yeah. Richo sent me a text the night before. Hey, Brent, um, we're <laughs> announcing it tomorrow. We're moving to Telstra. I rang him and said, what's this about? Oh, he said, that was for my son. <laughs> <laughs> he said, them. can you not write that? Oh, <laughs> did you I respect said, it? I respect it. I didn't write it yet. Ever had one of those, Chummy, where you've got a, uh, you've no, got a message from think, an accidental um, message from someone and it's broken a yarn? Oh, yeah, actually, I did. What was that? But I, I, Andrew Webster gets it a lot, the journal. He gets messages that are meant <laughs> oh, for the coach he, quite often. Yeah, yeah, including yeah. from me once. <laughs> did you? No, I sent, uh, when we set up our NFL fantasy comp, Andrew yeah. Webster was in it. I sent a message to Andrew Webster, the coach. Said, mate, this is this is the uh, entry 
come in the comp. Actually, I'll tell you what, I did get someone. I'll tell you what it was. It was a Do message from- I'm going to go um, down to the Depol office and change my name to Peter Valandis. Oh, how good. Rugby League chairman. <laughs> Paul Conlon. Yes. Sent me a message during the the uh, Michael Maguire negotiations that wasn't meant for me. Oh wow! <laughs> he was on. He was subcon. He was in. Did you? You were in his subconscious. Did you somewhere. respect the uh, message? The privacy of the message. Well, it's, like, it's irrelevant now because. So in other words, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I did. Oh, I, no, I that's unethical. That. It, it put me in a position where I couldn't report on it. Yeah. But it was a message meant for his manager, and it was in regards to his negotiation with Michael Michael Maguire. Had you respond and say, "Hey, mate, was this for me?" Question I rang mark. him. Oh. I rang him. I rang him. And what was the when <laughs> You said, "Oh, I got this message." What was there a pause? Was there a? Oh, oh yeah, he didn't. Yeah, and he just asked me not to write it. And what do you do yeah. in that situation? You write it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, no, you do. No, no, I didn't. You tell someone else you work with. And they <laughs> I write didn't do that it. either. <laughs> Back in a second, footy talk. Josh Schuster, is he going to make Vegas? <laughs> Gents, Josh Schuster, major fitness concerns again. Like this, like. Tigers from last year. You just copy paste onto the rundown mm. to start footy talk in 2024. But in all seriousness, he it looks like he's had a few issues over the off season. He's got a hand problem, a, a finger that needed some attention, so he had to sit out training. So he's missed some training. Looks like he's going to miss the plan to Vegas. Where's Maybe the, depends who you believe. I guess. Where's the truth in all of this? What's going on with this guy? Because <laughs> he's a name with a good contract mm. and taken up a fair chunk of the salary cap. And at the moment, as a manly fan, as I always disclose here on this podcast. Not getting what his valuation in the salary cap in terms of performance on field at the moment. I loved how Manly went into damage control trying to clear the air here. So I wrote the story last week about uh, Josh Schuster in doubt for Vegas. Mm -hmm. Get a call uh, straight away? No, no. I had spoken to Anthony Seabold okay. before. I'd spoken to numerous people at the club about mm. Josh Schuster's situation because I had learned that he missed the final two weeks of preseason training before Christmas because he had chicken pox. Mm -hmm. Then he misses a couple of weeks because everyone's on break. So they went up to three or four weeks there. Comes back, second session in, does his finger. Yep. Broken finger, sp uh, spiral, spiral fracture. fracture yeah. Requires surgery because at risk of amputation if he doesn't get it fixed. That was the Angus Crichton one. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Then he comes back and tries to get do some conditioning work, does his calf, which he's had a lot of history with, mm -hmm. right? And he's out again. Mm -hmm. Mainly up in arms because there was a headline on it suggesting that he hasn't trained in two – well, the headline was he hasn't trained in two months. Now, okay. I think he might have had one or two sessions here and there doing a bit of conditioning. Reality well, he is, he had more than that. He he trained. When? He'd, when? Been, he'd been running with the team. He just hadn't. What's he been done doing? Any of the contact stuff. Uh, the running work. Yeah, yeah he's, he's running with the team, so he's not doing ball work. He's not involved in the well, sessions. He can't. He's, got, he's got a splint. But exactly. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> but that's conditioning still. Yeah, yeah I understand. Still but training. He Cardio. Yeah. He's still nah, running around for how long? Well, a few weeks, I assume. Nah, you can run with it. You can run with your finger in a brace. I understand, but then he did his calf. Okay, he did his calf. Right. Anyway. Reality is he's in doubt. I spoke to Anthony Seabold who confirmed that he was, you know, he, he wouldn't take him to Vegas unless he played in that trial game and they were hopefully he would. Let's see if he does play in that trial game. Hmm. Anthony Seabold said to me that he was in career best shape before mm -hmm. Christmas. He said he was, he's at a career low, 112 kilos, which is interesting because I looked at the club website and he was, he was 106 kilos. So on the club yeah, website, everyone lies on that. Yeah, correct. So <laughs> I'd put if, myself if down put as six foot seven on that. If they put him down as 106 and Anthony Seabold's telling me he's 112 career best, there's a lot of lying there. There's yeah. a lot of lying. Everyone there. lies okay. on those stats. They do. This so, story really annoyed me, Adam, because yeah. I was on holidays. I was down Ringham Mall, yeah. just walking into Woolies. Lo and behold, who walks past me? Josh Schuster with his finger in a, a splint. Yep. I thought, I'm back in two weeks. That is such an easy yarn. Yeah. <laughs> the day before I come back, this clown writes it. Well, <laughs> well, see, I'm thinking I'll have an easy day back. I he, can write the Schuster yarn. Here's the difference between you two. 
this bloke didn't have a holiday, sitting in his banana no, chair with no, his laptop, <laughs> filing yarns on holiday. No. You just refused to. You no, just down tools not totally. That, mate. that was not. That's so not, you're that, a more that's, balanced that wasn't person. Worth, that's not off, worth coming off holidays. No, for. that's true. But you're a more balanced person. Yeah, this well, psycho. Over no, here. no, no. I, I'm this balanced. Got massive too. problems. No, <laughs> if it's a big story, you write it. What did yeah. I come back for in my holiday? I came back for Jerome Lewis tying it with the Tigers. Mate, I'm you sorry, just, you would have come back from your holiday. For yeah, that, well, that one I would have. Yeah. Look, you just don't like well, spare time. Admit it. Happened. Hey, I was on holidays when that happened. I think. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Anyway, but, carry um, on. So look, I mean, I, I went to the scrimmage on Friday. Josh mm. wasn't there. He tra- apparently trained before the, the scrimmage started in the morning, uh, or did a conditioning session. And I spoke to Sebes, Nick, Chris Nicolucci from the Herald, and I spoke to Sebes afterwards. And look, he's optimistic about Josh. I'd be surprised if he plays in yep. Vegas. They might take him. And I've got to say, I saw him when I saw him at Ringham Hall. He was getting a sandwich. Mm. He looked okay. I wouldn't say he looked in career best shape to me. Mm. He had a very loose jumper. He wouldn't have trained in a long time. Yeah. By that point. But I mean, the the good thing for them is Ben Trevojevic apparently in the preseason's absolutely been killing it. Yep. And he'll just slot in wherever Schuster would have played. You know what annoys me though, Reedy? What's what? Tell me, man. Oh, no, a lot of stuff annoys you. But yeah. go on. So Steve's and the damage control from Manly on to make it out like nothing's wrong with. No, he, he didn't say that. He's no, saying, no, I was there. talking about he never writing said that. two stories on their website. Yeah, but his that, whole talk around. Yeah, you know, it's that's all not nonsense. Necessarily the it's coach. not all nonsense. But then then no, he turns around, Steve's no. and says. I don't understand why every time we, he misses a training session, everyone makes a big deal. Every time there's so much attention around him. You did this. Your club did this. Oh, you dropped you him. Me? No, no. <laughs> oh, what do I the do? Seagulls. You yeah. drop him because he's not. Don't give an explanation. And he's, he's out on of his shape. La- he's on his last warning there. I mean, if he if he if okay. his standards slip, if he, he yeah, does the wrong thing, he'll be gone. His so contract will be ripped up. Where? So you don't know where this is coming from. You drop him. He's in the reserve grade for no knows, reason. Mate. He's out of shape. He knows. You sign him on yeah, big money. You remove Kieran Foran from the club because yeah, he's your number yeah. six. Then you pay him at six. Then you go and sign him for a three-year deal of 800000 Then you go and Mick, buy Luke Mick, Brooks over the top of Mick, him. you're smart enough. You've been around the game and long enough. And everyone in your club you is privately bagging him to everyone in the game anyway. Seems has got to be publicly positive about Josh Schuster because Josh is a bit of a fragile okay. guy. He's gone through a lot, lot the last 12 months. He's under the pump to get himself right. They paid him a lot of money. And and as I said, if he doesn't get it right this time around, he'll be gone. Let me ask you so this So Seems publicly, publicly has got to say the right thing about him. Okay. And even privately, when we spoke to him with the tape recorders not going, he was positive about Josh. He was, when I spoke to him as well, he Josh was very positive about it. So, but I think deep down, Seems knows that with Josh, he could go off the rails at any point yeah. and that'll be the end of him. Yeah. So, you know, he's just so got to treat carefully him, with him. Are they speaking him up? Are they – Trying to say nice things about bigging Josh him. Schuster. I think they call it bigging him up. Are they bigging him up <laughs> because they're looking out for him or because they're trying to make him attractive to someone else trying to buy him? I think ne- right now they're doing the right thing by Josh okay. and trying to get the best out of him. Down the track, if it doesn't work out, that might be for different Why are you reason. so emotional about this? Yes. He doesn't – you know what the issue is? He takes it all too personally. Oh, please. He takes it too per- – every- he thinks everything is a personal attack on him. I think so. You please. do. Mate, you had that he, much emotion. And to get like, – I'm going to get that It's block. emotion. It's emotion. <laughs> We're talking. Slide, slide, what do you want me to sit here boring? You know what just, you need yeah, to do? Josh, you know, just, your life uh, yeah. will be so much easier when you learn to just let be, wa- be, be like water. Be cathartic. Is it be like water? Is that what you say? Just let it – just gotta let it flow off you, man, and I'm move a, on. I'm an Arab. We don't be do happy, that. Be happy with who you are. We don't do that. It's not in our nature just to let, let it things go. go. There's a reason there's cold go. areas in be war zen. for the last three millenniums. You know what he needs? A float. You need to go for a float. <laughs> you float I will laugh though. 
if he goes to a press conference one day and he throws his shoe, the ultimate disrespect. But mate, you you were that emotional. It was like your eagle, no, the I eagle, the mascot, I, and you I was stood just by what I wrote. I get, I get the headline around. Okay, he hasn't trained in two months. I get that. Reality is the point I was trying to make. He's in doubt for Vegas. He hasn't. He's barely trained in two months. He's had chicken pox. He broke his finger. He's had surgery. Now he's done his calf. Forget the whole whether or not he's trained for 17 minutes on this day and 18 minutes on this day. The guy's in doubt. He's out of shape at the moment because he hasn't been able to train properly. Well, he's confirmed he's in doubt. He said he needs to well, play that's in it. that and last then, trial. And then the damage control after that from Manly. Yeah, but if he go, does a press conference and then people at Manly write a story based on the press conference, mm. Seb's not controlling the, the story that's written. What about, about the press, rubber stamp what about the press release last year when they sent out a list of all the players oh, that, that at their crazy. club who were <laughs> represented by certain ages to try and water down talk that Isaac Moses well, that was, was running the club. That was ridiculous. So they've got form. Mad. That was ridiculous. They've got form. And that backfired on them. Uh, big style. Just on Schuster, you mentioned yeah. there, so he's got that contract between 600 and 800 a year, mm. whatever it is, for three more years, end of 2020. When they signed him when no one else wanted him. Yep, yeah, going. exactly. You mentioned there, though, that he's on his last warning. Well, well, is, has he got warning. something in his contract where is it, well, he's every, got benchmarks? Think, well, or? everyone does, right? I mean, well, you said he's on his last warning. Well, I didn't mean, oh, you didn't mean it that I way. I wasn't specifically okay, saying. Mean it that way. I wasn't well, I specifically he saying he's been given two warnings, he's got one more. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is he needs to basically get it right now. And if yep. he can't get it right, yeah. he won't have a future at that footy club. And he may not have a future in the game, Josh. But how, how do you, <laughs> if you're a club and you've got a contract with a player, and you've signed that con- and it's watertight, I'd imagine, with the RLPA and all well, of those. The Tigers com- just did it with Dave Nofaluma. Just, Same thing. Just if, wipe if they, Well, the reason they did it with David Nofaluma is because they probably felt they had grounds to sack yeah. him. Okay. And, and if I, Dave wanted to loom, David Nofaluma could have taken him to court. And if Josh goes, he didn't. If, and Josh, I haven't seen an NRL contract, so I don't know how it's all worded. And if Josh goes, if Josh goes off the tracks yeah. and lets himself go, yeah. then maybe they yeah, will have that opportunity on the track, man. I hope not, because he's such a talent. He's a great he's, talent. He's a and Seebs is. Talk, saying all the right things about him, saying he's really important to them and we need him playing. Because I asked him about Benny Trevojevic because everyone keeps telling me Ben Trevojevic killing at the moment, looks in great yeah. shape. And Seabs was quick to say, we need Josh Schuster playing this team. We need Because yeah. he gives us something that no one else does. Benny uh, can play centre though. Yeah. It all goes back to the point though, from a young age, mm. the management have heaped so much pressure on him Constantly talking about what he's going to earn, how good he was, where yeah, to leave. Yeah, yeah. And it gets into a situation, like I'm, I'm talking about Josh Schuster, I'm talking about players in general. You get into a situation where you create this narrative around him and you create that noise that you, Reedy and I are talking about it. We're sitting here with you talking about this. It's on NRL 360. It's on 100% footy. Because you create this narrative around the guy because he becomes larger than life. And that's what's happened with Josh Schuster. Sally, I don't, I don't, did, no, Sally I don't, did become don't, larger. No, Josh. I, don't mean I don't mean you know what I'm talking about. I know what you mean. His, <laughs> his reputation far exceeds his talent in the here and now. You see it with tennis players all the time. You see some yeah. 15, 16-year-old tennis player come on, oh, it's going to be the greatest thing. got the yeah. Nike gear on. you got the agent and the, the second agent and the parents and all that watching a juniors right. match. Oh, this is the second coming of Roger Federer. And they get to 22, 23 and it's like – Oh, I didn't have a normal upbringing here. Mind I'm, you, we I'm, talk him up as well in the media. I mean, we talk about it is, this. But the, like Josh Schuster as well, it is and, worth it. Like, it, it is justifiable. That great year that Manly have, he was throwing those no-lookers yeah. and Tom Trebojevic yeah, around the back. It looks unreal. He's a great player. But if you want to take the money at a young age, I'm not saying him, people around him as well, if you want to count your coins at the start, yeah. then when the pressure comes later, you can't be complaining about what that does to you because – I'm, I'm I don't not think, saying I don't mental think Josh wise. is though. Josh, no, I've never heard Josh publicly complain about. about what's. I think Josh understands people around him though. The people well, around him are he, trying to say that he's being unfairly targeted. Well, you created this who's pressure on him. That, Mick? Who's saying he's been unfairly targeted though? No, I think his management are, are having words 
in the background with people, yeah. Okay. They rung you? Don't speak to them. He's blocked call. I haven't got a call from him either. <laughs> hey, guys, the uh, the commissioners, they're set for a pay rise. Now, this was an interesting headline because the first time I read the headline, <laughs> it was like, wow, they're on 1.2 million a year. you the headlines, Adam. You've what? got to watch the headlines. And then you read the story and you go, oh, it's a collective payment mm. all up. Well, we put that in the headline. I don't know about the Telegraph, though. <laughs> Calm down. He's a high and mighty over there. <laughs> Far out. Are we sure about that, Chammy? I don't know, actually. Oh, hang on. Charlie's got the – Yeah, you just talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to go I don't and have read an issue. This. I don't have an issue with this, Mick. I mean, they, they, their pay has, hasn't has changed for – since the commission was – the inception of the commission, 2012, um, that pool of money hasn't changed. So, yeah, the game's about to hit $700 million. Give it to him. What do you got for him? Well, Charlie's just put it – producer Charlie, yeah. with a massive smile on his face, just put up the headline. It says – Directors or commissioners in line for a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar pay rise. Correct, commissioners are in line for four. We didn't go with one point two. Well, like that makes it said. sound like they're all getting four hundred and fifty grand. Yeah, yes, you had one point two in the headline. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You won one point two. At least I actually explained what the oh, pay rise was. was. No, no but I read that grand. and I say, oh, what they're yeah, all getting four hundred and fifty grand the pay first, rise. Read the first sentence. Click. No, and that's read. not what he's saying. You read the, the headline. headline. The headline. Commission. Valandis and commissioners set for four hundred and fifty thousand dollar pay rise. Wow. How good are they going? Anyway, so each. what are they paid roughly? About 75, Charge 80 grand? Charge around all high and mighty is, thinking that you're better than <laughs> all of them. You're as bad as the rest of them, Chamus. <laughs> I think PVL's 150, isn't he? And the rest get about yeah, 75, 75 yeah. To be fair, like if they haven't changed it since 2012, yeah. they deserve a pay rise in line with the, that inflation over time. But also, not just the guys that are in there now, mm. to be able to attract good people in the future, you've got to make it worth their while. The issue the clubs have got, though, is they believe there are certain commissioners who don't deserve more than what they get. Mm. And guys like Peter Volandis, who are 150, probably deserve 550. But that's what they're well, going to ask. Not, that's well, it's not going to happen. Peter Land- this is not driven by Peter Volandis to get himself more money. Mm. The commissioners feel like they, they probably deserve a little bit more for what they do. What do they and- do? Do they meet once a month? Oh, there's a more to it than no, that. No, they meet more yeah. than that, yeah. They do a lot, mate. Just what? ask them. No, they, put, they, <laughs> they do a lot. They do, they don't put, look, they've done a great job the last few years particularly. I mean, the revenue is now at, I think the game – so revenue is about around seven hundred million dollars. Six ninety three, I think. The crowd's out of COVID. Um, They've gone from yeah. five thousand during COVID, we, but but even now before three COVID. Hotels. I mean, they've done a, they've done a good we? job. They do. They now own three hotels. The game three hotels. Does. The game does. Sorry, the game. Not they. Yeah. <laughs> you got shares in it, yeah. Not me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the average crowd is like twenty thousand. Yeah. At the moment, they've they done a good more, job. More. I, I can't argue with this. I think it's. I think it's fair. I don't, I don't think. I have no great issue with this. No, I don't think the, cl- I don't think and the clubs don't it. really. The states will the reject states it. Will. But the states are at war with the commission, have well, the been sta- for the quite some time. The states have been time. sitting there saying, give us more money while you're you know, cutting our funds. Now the yeah. commissioners are going to so get – So they're not getting 1.2 no. each. or 450 each. Do you think it's coincidence that the week before the clubs went you know, for 170 well, – or they wanted 250, they got 175 for, for their Vegas camps well, and they apparently got it pretty easily. Then a week later, hey, guys, we need a pay rise for the commissioners. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, no worries. Guess what's happening as well in Vegas? What's They're having the Vegas? CEO's conference they in are, Vegas. Yeah. Mm, they're paying yeah, for yeah. the accommodation for the CEOs. There's a couple aren't going, actually. A couple really? of CEOs aren't going, yeah. Your man, Matty Cameron's not going. Oh, yeah? Too My busy man, back here. last week. <laughs> what, too busy back here? Or no, he's, got, he's going to the World Club, World Club Challenge. Challenge. Yeah, oh, see, that's, that's misleading. That's a misleading <laughs> headline. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. I he's not going. I wasn't bagging. I, if I, I was read just that saying story, was Matt Cameron snubs no. NRL oh, CEO Is that the headline you put on it? Penrith snubs Vegas. That's right. It's not what I was saying. I was merely saying. He's not the only one who's not going. Media's the problem with rugby league. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, after the last 45 minutes in this room, I can't imagine why. What did you make of PVL's comments today about Andrew Abdo? That was sort of um, – uh, he said, uh, for the listeners who haven't seen, just sort of said that he's a you know, great CEO, doing a very good job, and he sort of highlighted some of the shortcomings and publicly said that he needs to improve on some aspects of the way he operates. Back Given the, the noise around Andrew Abdo, are you surprised that that is the case or are you surprised that PVL actually made those comments public? Uh, I reckon he was in an interview situation and Buzz was grilling him and he maybe said more than he wanted to say initially. To say. Yeah. But I mean, it's no surprise. I mean, Andrew does. has He's had some issues with clubs. Yeah. There's no, no, no doubt about that. But he has also been behind, as I said, dri- driving the game's revenues through yeah. the roof. I think he's done a really good job, Andrew. You bagged him last <laughs> no, week. Two you weeks did. ago. You harassed him two weeks ago. No, I, I think the point was made. He, I believe you heard what you said. I think <laughs> you heard you what we heard? said. <laughs> what we I said. Don't know. I don't know. Did he tell you that he heard <laughs> he it? I don't know. You yeah, told okay. me he heard it. Okay. Yeah. He no, 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 listened to the pod. How did he take those comments, Mick? Was he okay? He was fine. He's a big fan of footy talk. Now, I think what I said a couple of weeks ago, Stan, there is noise around. We all heard it. Right? But what I've sort of learned since then, that sometimes the loudest noise isn't the majority. And I think it's coming from the minority at the moment, from the conversations that I am having, but they are, the, the minority are still making a loud noise. Mm. And what that does today with PVL, who wouldn't have been out there to try and undermine Andrew with those comments today. But what it does do though, is then it creates that perception that there is something going on behind the scenes. Do you, do you think he's, it's a, it's a bit of a shot across the bow? Or a, I don't think he deliberately went out there to ch- put Andrew Abdo on notice with those comments, no. Yeah. Well, the first but what it does do, though, unfortunately, to the people who are out there trying to undermine Ab- Andrew, is think, okay, you know what? There's blood in the water here. Yeah, yeah. There's blood in the water and we can go after him. We've got the right time. The chairman's umming and ahhing about it. But I don't think that's what the case is at the moment with Andrew Abdo. I think Peter's got his back and I think yeah. he highlighted a couple of shortcomings. So the clubs that are out there that are raising these shortcomings, they've feel they're being heard as they're well. They're aware of it, yeah. I get the feeling they're pretty rock solid, Andrew and, and Peter, and have been for a while now. And as I said, it's hard to argue with the job Andrew's done well, here's the in, comments. In financially driving the game. I should have done this at the top. This is PVI. Andrew Abdo is one of the best CEOs I've ever worked with. Andrew is trying his best for rugby leagues at all times. His intention is right, but he gets into arguments with people. Looking at you, Chavis. Uh, It's easy for me to come in at the end after all the arguments. The emotion has taken over the common sense. Again, there's not much common sense when you're arguing with (laughs) this fellow over here. Uh, You have to take the emotion away, compromise a little bit and get a deal done. By the time I get there, they're fatigued. That's what chairs are for, to come in and assist with the process. We all have weaknesses. I certainly do. Andrew needs to work on those areas he's not strong on, but the game is very fortunate to have him. That sounds like he's backing him. That's That's not 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 knifing him. That's not. He's on his way out. I don't think he's doing that, but it can inflame the perception, right? It can. And I don't know. I, I actually, when I first read them, uh, I thought, mm, that's a bit, you know. But you thought that, But now, right? now when I hear Adam read them back mm. in that so- soothed, calm voice of his. I don't have an issue with it. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's anything wrong to with what Pete Andrew, said. Though, to defend Andrew, and, and he loses his leverage with clubs if he's just a pushover. If he mm. gives them everything they want, yeah. they walk all over him. So he, exactly. has to, he has to come back at him and say no. And mm. that creates... A situation well, he's where he's the bad got, cop, right? Well, he has to play Pete's, bad cop. Pete's often the good cop. He's the bad cop. Because if he plays good they, cop, they, then, and yeah. Pete has to play bad cop, he's playing bad cop and against they, Andrew, isn't they, he? They right. complement each other in that way. Right. Next next week, we're going to have a rate the NRL CEOs this century. Okay. This century. This century. century. I want wow. one to five. Has it been about five? Has it six? Anyway. We'll get that's, onto that's that. That's a terrible statement. Can we even just like rate something else? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant every CEO in the NRL. No, you meant club CEOs. No, no, as well. no, no. Can we like rate the, the NRL oh CEOs? Can we rate the journos? Rate the journos. <laughs> Do you really want who, to open who that, would you that, put, that, who that would that door? Who would be a bottom CEO, Mick? <laughs> a bottom CEO. Yeah. 
Think about it. Mm. Don't give it away just yet. Mm. Last one. Cam Smith steps down as Queensland assistant coach. Matty Ballin's in, isn't he? Rock solid Matty Ballin. Yeah. Good fella. Great fella and great for him. He loves Queensland. Got that one game when Cam Smith decided that he wasn't <laughs> going to play one game because he was not available. But um, is this to do with his commitments with Channel 9? Channel 9 Chammy over there? What, what's going on? Because there was that. I think it's more to do with Cam's lifestyle and okay. the fact that. It I was that kick up last think... year that he was in. Doing nah, the channel on coverage. It's got nothing to do with nine. nine. No. no, and I don't think it's got any. I don't think it's got anything to do with it either way. Like nine are put no pressure on him. The QRL are put no pressure on him. I think Cam. Yeah. If you know Cam, he's the most relaxed guy, mm. and he's got such a life now where he doesn't. He doesn't really need to work. And he's left yeah. his kids for that long over yeah. a long period. Like think about how many Origins he would have played in Test matches. Is at least thirty days in origin camp a year mm. and he goes away at the end of the year. Let's just say on average 50 days a year is away from home plus going away for away trips because they play every second week away from Melbourne. Mm. It's two days times four. Like yeah. let's, let's, let's call it 70 days a year away from home. Times how many years did he play? Twenty. Well, he's he's going to coach his kid, right? Is that part? That's part of it, isn't he? He's going to be yeah. involved with. I think it's Corumbin Rugby League Club, Junior Rugby League Club. You get you get to a point where you just he's been probably going to play so a bit long. of golf. You want to be around your kids. Do a bit of commentary. Do a bit bucks. of radio. He's getting a million bucks a year to do that. The Queensland job. Yeah. No, the, <laughs> when say. he was doing that at Melbourne. No, I understand, but you've done it for twenty years. You get to a point where you're just yeah. like, you know what? What am I actually doing this for? And he's, I think that's what he's probably cut to. Is that like, what you've got with a million dollars a year for the last twenty years? Yeah, and that's right. Got to a point where you got to a point where I have to come into a podcast with Reed. Gents, put your thinking hats on for the NRL CEOs for next week. That was Footy Talk. Have a great week, everyone.